Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Planning on traveling this summer. Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. When you look into Discover Student Loans, What you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. Hello, hello, and welcome to the program. Today we have a guest. Hi, hi. It's special. He hasn't been over in a while. Yeah, that's true. uh, Since uh, the best in streaming, you know, thing. Oh, that wonderful episode. And, uh, of course, you're listening to the Bullet Sponge Podcast, where we talk about, nowadays, uh, video games. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go old school. I feel like the name is slightly more apropos. Well, yeah. Sort of video games I've typically played. You know, I've had... I've had a bunch of different podcasts, right? Uh, Liquid Gamer, obviously, this one is based off of that, just because that was the first podcast I ever did, and this is the only podcast I'm doing now. Uh, I'm going to have little short episodes throughout the week, and Mm -hmm. then you're going to be here to do the super special episodes. The super special episodes. Make sure you can't see the answer key. (laughs) So you chose Half-Life, and Half-Life 2, I'm assuming. I thought we were going to do like the the universe, like the, yeah, yeah. just the, the whole the whole franchise solar system of games surrounding that. Although there's a there's a limit of what we can cover, but that's fine. So. Well, it definitely has uh, its place in video game history. It yep. definitely has. Yep. Uh, it you know it is a very important, several places. Yes, yeah. very important game. Yeah, and I think it's a good choice to start us off with. Probably has uh, some of the best memes. As well, which I'm sure we'll get oh, into. Oh, I don't know memes. So. I don't know memes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, I'll explain that to you at okay. some point. What so. is a meme? <laughs> How old is this guy? From the biological perspective or from the internet perspective? From the internet perspective, yeah. A, a meme is uh, just those... What does the... it stand for? Wait, what? Meme. Meme? Yeah. 
Uh, and, Amy. Okay, so <laughs> that that to answer that, I have to go to the biological. Uh, biological. Yeah, this comes from this comes from biology. Uh, I think Richard Dawkins came up with this actually. Oh. Um, so the idea of a meme is when you have something that reproduces itself. That's the biological definition. So oh. M E M E is like you have an M E, but then it reproduces itself. And he came up with that word. I think I could be wrong that it was Richard Dawkins, but anyway, I think he at least popularized it. Um, now. I'm wow. sure almost everyone out there is like, Ryan doesn't know what a meme is. <laughs> no, I mean, I do. I'm just trying to, I'm really just trying to bait you for. Yeah. So anyway, like the about. memes I'm referring to are uh, the, um, like, well, where's Half-Life 3? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had the VR. We had the VR. The Alex game. Yeah, Alex. Yeah. The, All right. So uh, back in the day, 10 years ago, uh, mm-hmm. we had the Liquid Gamer podcast. We started every episode off with trivia. Mm-hmm. And after reading the comments section of they this, they really podcast, missed the trivia. They missed the trivia. Oh, okay. They missed Dante more than the trivia, mm. but so do I. You, you are what I have. Harder <laughs> <laughs> so, to get Dante out here. I, uh, I've offered him, you know, gas money. We're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna try to get one episode. I think. Mm. With okay. Dante. Wow. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> this is, I've promised this before, and it didn't happen. <laughs> I haven't I seen him in a party. couple of years. Yeah, I know. All right, Half Life trivia. Mm-hmm. So I have little. I have a little uh, sound effect uh, box here. Uh, so we have a ding and we have a buzzer. Okay. You won't be able to hear it because you did not bring headphones because I only so, have. So my sound. pride will be kept okay. From... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the one. That <laughs> but everyone can... out there can laugh uproariously. So, <laughs> question one, and I did make sure this is this is the first one. So you're not going to get like. Crazy questions. Okay. okay. Who is the hero of Half Life? <laughs> uh, Gordon Freeman, MIT graduate, twenty-seven years old in nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. All right, that is correct. <laughs> Number two. What is the setting for the first part of Half Life? Oh, are we talking like the the name? Yeah. Oh, anomalous materials. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, be uh, give me area and what kind of building how about that oh uh so it's it's in black mesa which is a fictional thing sort of like los alamos like new mexico very dry desert area uh and uh hazardous materials lab i think is the exact area where he works research facility research facility oh okay well that i went from like geographic area right down to department and yeah you gave me uh, the the temperature basically (laughs) (laughs) number three what is the name of the protective suit our hero wears through Half-Life? Three uh, letters. It's the HEV suit, which I think is hazardous environment something, but... I don't need Three that. letters count. HEV was good. Thank you so much. <laughs> Number four. In Half-Life, what state is the research facility located in? Uh, I want to say New Mexico. Is that your final answer? I'm going to say New Mexico. That is correct. <laughs> Number five. In Half-Life, what college did... Well, you kind of already answered this. What college did Mr. Freeman graduate from? Massachusetts Institute of Technology. That is correct. This might be a little too easy. (laughs) This is the best I've ever done. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? We used to do trivia on... uh, What was the name of that show? Soul Survivor. Soul Survivor. Well, no, but there was also... We did a few episodes of trivia with... With movies, right? With movies, yeah. Yeah. When we were like, okay, let's pick an actor and just kind of talk about his movies. Yeah, yeah. Trivia is fun. 
Number six. In Half-Life, what professor of Gordon's also works at Black Mesa? Uh, professor Breen? Oh, 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 Sorry, oh, oh. it is Dr. Kleiner. Dr. Kleiner, okay. Dr. Kleiner. Yeah. Survey says. <laughs> Number seven. In Half-Life, what is the name of the dimension the aliens come from? Zen. With an X. That's correct. And number eight. In Half-Life, what is the name of the final boss Gordon has to fight? Oh, uh, Giant Floating Baby. What is the actual name of that? Mm. I, I should know this, but it's not coming to me right now. So I guess I'm at 80% on this one. Okay, just say a, <laughs> say a weird word, I guess. Uh, well... Yeah, it's killing me. I don't know. <laughs> it's the uh, Nihilanth. The Nihilanth, yeah, of course. Yeah, so of course. Uh, incorrect. A bunch of you out there were like, yeah, of course. <clears throat> Number Duh. nine. How'd you not get that? In Half-Life, why do I have to say that every time? In Half-Life, what is the first weapon Gordon picks up? I even know this one. Crowbar, Ooh. which I call a Freeman tool because I use one at work every day. So. No, you call it a Freeman tool at work. Yeah, well, uh, several of us are Half-Life fans and we all have crowbars and nice. all call them Freeman tools. That's all, we just bash stuff up. Yeah. Number 10, in Half-Life, what is the name of the alien slaves? Oh, uh, the alien slaves, the Vortigaunts? Correct. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, you got 8 out of 10. That's pretty good. Which ain't bad. Ain't bad. A lot better than I was doing the last time we did this. All right, I got my papers here. Papers. Very official, very official. You gotta have papers. So, why did you choose Half-Life? Uh, so for me, Half-Life is the most, uh, like it was, it was my coming of age game, uh, way back when we had a computer at, you know, we would play like Tetris and nonsensical stuff like that, but we also like played Doom and games like that. But this is a 66 megahertz computer and this is like, you know, 386. These, these were machines that could not handle very much. And then I went over to my cousin's house one year. And we played this demo for this game that he had gotten, a demo that he had gotten on a CD, I think in PC Gamer or something like that. And I was blown away. And it's just the demo, which is like literally the first, I think, two chapters or something like that in Half-Life. And it was suddenly, you go from this very arcade-feeling, you know, original Doom games, which hold a wonderful place in my heart as well, but you go from that to like this very in-depth, like you are in a story game yeah uh and it's not like a story because back in those days like story-based games were like heavily text-based you're reading a lot like mist Uh, yeah like mist which is also fine no no great but like there's something about the immersive quality where they really just dump you into a story and rather than give you a bunch of exposition you just experience Mm -hmm. this this whole thing uh and there's a lot more there than you realize at, at first so for me it was a formative game in that period from 1997 so like after i played the demo like I had a goal instantaneously. I have to. I have to get a computer so I can play this. And so you know, you save up money, you get a job, and you put together some money, and you buy a pitiful computer ultimately. But it can play it, and it was great, and it was fun. Uh, and then that period from 1997 to 2004 was just extremely important uh, to me in terms of just how gaming felt. You know what it was like to experience these things as this technology was being developed as these systems were coming out and to see that, that jump, not just in, um, not just in terms of 
the game itself, not just in terms of the technology, but also in terms of like the story to go from Half-Life 1 to Half-Life 2. It just, there was something, you know, there, I, I maintain something deeply nostalgic about that experience. Uh, so for me, the, the whole universe is really important. Um, I've played most of the iterations of Half-Life. Uh, all the, I've played almost all of the uh, other spin-off games that came out of like the modding community. That was another big thing as well as my cousin and I spent an awful lot of time messing around with putting together mods. We worked on mods with other people. Uh, we worked on some of our own that we just kind of would play together on lands when we would have land parties and stuff. It was just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Formative part of my uh, young life. So, uh, so when, the game was, life. Yeah, when the game was first introduced at the first E3, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was a big deal. One game of show yeah. uh, continued on to win 50 awards throughout yeah. its life. Uh, and then, of course, you know, like, yeah, it, it was... Yeah, a Game of the Year awards. No, oh, yeah, yeah. It was the best-selling first-person shooter for almost 15 years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until Call of Duty. Yeah. So, I mean, this game is one of the... I mean, it's also one of the most important games if you want to talk about, you know, the uh, creation of Valve. And yeah. And if you want to talk about... You know, going into Steam and going into, mm-hmm. you know, everything that has come off of that. Yeah. Uh, even Portal, you know. Yep. I mean, there's like... Yeah, Portal's part of it. Portal is part yeah, of the Yeah, Portal universe. is part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually, they, they with Half-Life 3, they were intending to wrap that in as part of the fundamental storyline. Um, but that, you know, that rema- it remains to be seen whether or not that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I think that Mark Laidlaw post online, if anybody who, who wants to know what Half-Life 3 was going to be about... Mark Laidlaw basically revealed the entire plot and wrote it. It's called like Epistle 3 or something like that because he was not allowed to reveal after he left Steam hmm. what they were going to do. But it had been so long and they had not done anything. Uh, and, he, and he put that out there and it's, it was like, okay, they're actually wrapping the Aperture Science thing into the Black Mesa thing and like they're two competitors basically. Um, so it would have been nice. It would have been nice to could have uh, been awesome. visualize that. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can in my head, but... <laughs> so, Half Life is—I mean, it, it isn't like other games where um, you're kind of given a story by primary yeah. characters. Yeah, um, you get bits and pieces throughout the entire game, and that's that was very unique at the yeah. time. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it's very minimalist in that way. Yeah, like almost all of the story is very kind of like you can just ignore it if you just want to shoot stuff, right? But if you really want to dig in and find the story there, there's plenty there. Yeah. So it, it just does not impose itself on you the way a lot of games do. Which is what, going back to what you said, how you're you're in this game. You're mm-hmm. not a character. You know, like Doom, it's very obvious you're a character yeah. in this little situation. Yeah, it's like, it's comic booky, arcade Right, right. Like you're flipping a switch at the end in a dead-end room, and then you show up, you know, in, in another maze, basically. Right. Which is fun, but it's like, come on. <laughs> a little bit. little yeah. little silly. Um, how long was between Half-Life, Half-Life 2? Seven years. Okay. So, 1997 to 2004. And I will say that... It would would have been shorter if not for that hack. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I do. I do. But even, I mean, it's, uh, there's been a lot of issues. Like, when they first made Mm -hmm. Half-Life, it was just, what, maybe a few months before it came out, they had a 404 code. Yeah, yeah. Then they had to take backup drives from, like, 40 different computers, compile them together to get the final game again. Yeah. I mean, it's just like... So much drama, you yeah. know. These poor ex Microsoft Xbox, you know, uh, Windows One right, uh, yeah, yeah. developers uh, wanted to do something, <laughs> and they hit so many roadblocks. 
Uh, but they got the game pretty much out on time. You mm-hmm. know, I think there were a few delays, but uh, that's saying a lot. You know, well, we yeah. That now. Well, the other thing of it is, uh, so Half Life Two, because of the hack and because of just the expense of developing the technology that they developed for that, basically with the gravity gun. Um, so, little backstory: my cousin went on after we did a lot of modding to go into the community. He's worked for Volition, he worked for Gearbox, he worked for a bunch of different companies, and he actually interviewed with um, Valve. Uh, I don't know a while back, but he interviewed with Gabe Newell, um, spent some time out there, really liked it, did not like the idea of living up in the Northwest. Hmm. Um, but he ended up getting a better offer from somewhere else. I think he works for Epic Games right now. I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. But the point is, he knows a lot of people in the industry. And the story that he tells me that he's gotten from friends of his who have worked at Steam or know people who work at Steam is that... Um, so Gabe, Gabe Newell founded Valve after he left Microsoft and just getting Half-Life put together and out almost bankrupted him. And so he almost lost everything. And then it almost bankrupted the company again after the hack to put out Half-Life 2. Hmm. And so supposedly what had, what had happened is with the struggles that they had in putting out the episodes, they got the first two episodes out, but they kept having repeated problems getting the development teams to get episode three finished in such a way that it would actually work. Uh, and supposedly Gabe just doesn't want to have anything to do with Half-Life. So he kind of just makes other people, like, if you want to work on that, you can work on it, that's fine. Uh, and But there's just not really a serious drive to do it. I kind of respect them to a certain degree to, like, to not constantly dump material out there just because you need money. Uh, and, and admittedly, Steam is kind of cleaning up. They dominate. Uh, and so they're doing really well on that basis. So good for them. I'm very happy with them, especially because their technology is really nice. It's really cool that you can go download games that were like DOS games, DOS 2.0, and you can play them on Windows 11 if you want, or Linux, or you know, uh, Mac. Uh, so it's really cool. But like, I, I think there's just there's this, uh, it's, like, it's like the albatross around the neck sort of thing. With Valve, so I don't know. What, I don't know what's ever going to happen with it, but we'll see. I don't know. I just the whole universe to me, like there's just so much nostalgia wrapped up in it. I, I love everything. I love Counter Strike. I, I remember playing Day of Defeat a ton. Uh, Team Fortress, uh, Portal, Portal's still mm-hmm. awesome to me, especially Portal Two. Portal Two is an almost perfect game, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, anyway, is that going to be one of your choices? We could do a, a okay. We could do Portal Two. There's so much great to say about it. Yeah, so. I'd love to uh, do Portal uh, down the line too. But that's the point. Like even just the spin-off franchises, because the technology that they built for Half Life and for Half Life Two with the uh, the Source Engine, it was so robust. There are so many things that came out of it. Yeah. So like Counter Strike is a huge community, and that came from Half Life. It just came from guys like my cousin and I who were just interested in putting together something on this engine. They downloaded the source development kit. They eventually put together uh, uh, Counter-Strike 1.0, and from there it went. I think I started playing Counter-Strike at 1.1, and now it's like it's a huge community now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just like so much there that's not even necessarily Half-Life, but it's just like tied up with the story. So, yeah. So Half-Life 2, um, is it's funny because if you played it today... You wouldn't know how long ago it came out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was so ahead of everything else. There's games that uh, 
you know, were released two years ago that look, you know, facially wise. Roughly the same. Yeah. Roughly the same. Yeah. And that's Maybe a little bit more lighting effects. Big deal. Uh, yeah. And you that's know, about it. Just uh, facial expression wise and everything that was built into that game. And not to mention uh, just environmental, yeah. um, you know, being able to use the environment for attacks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. even Half-Life, the first one, you could blow up walls, I think. Yeah. You could, you, uh, there were walls you could Certain destroy. Walls, yeah, you yeah. could, you could uh, use the crowbar or whatever to right. destroy, uh, like, vent covers and get into Which, again, was like To destroy boxes. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> You'd destroy a box and it wasn't just the box disappeared. You'd destroy a box and, like, equipment would fall out. Yeah, yeah. And, like, some of it was usable, but some of it was not. And it was like, man, that was... That was something. Yeah, I mean, you could day. play you could play Fallout Four today, and you're not busting open a box like that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, it's what it's what. Yeah, it's incredible. But anyway, yeah, Half Life Two uh, looked amazing. Uh, you know, the mechanics Very, yeah. mechanics were out of this world, really. Yeah, and extremely compelling. Uh, yeah. in terms of the story. Well, the story actually, if you ask people, they don't even know if it it has a story. Yeah, uh, because it is done on TV screens or characters talking right. randomly. Yeah, you can uh, just ignore it. You can you easily want. actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The the speedrunning community will show you that. <laughs> yes, there is no story whatsoever to those people. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's uh, it's still a good game. I could play it today and still yeah. not feel you know. It's not like when you play the first one. There's nostalgia to it, just yeah. like if you play like Doom sixty four yep. or something. But when you play Half Life two, it, it still feels like it, a well put together game. Oh, yeah. It still feels like it could have come out recently. Yeah, you're right about that. Which is impressive. Yeah, because um, it's it's you know it's been almost twenty years. It's eighteen years old. So mm-hmm. so why don't you? Um, I didn't play Alex. I did not play Alex either because VR gives me a headache. Uh, okay. But I did. Well, I got one over there. I'll make sure to use that now. <laughs> oh boy, homework. Uh, yeah. So, but I did watch a playthrough because I wanted to get the story, um, and it does look interesting. I'm not sure how I feel. This is an aside, but I'm not sure how I feel about utilizing VR in order to do mundane tasks in a game that I'm annoyed to have to do in real life. Like, you know. In Half-Life, you wander around with a crowbar, and sometimes you have to break boxes to get them out of the way. In Alex, you have to, like, pick stuff up and move it hmm. to, like, get access to stuff. And it's like, this is, this is like, moving in my house. <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. But it does look incredible, uh, and it definitely adds to the storyline. I don't know if you know the storyline for Alex, but uh, at the very end, you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, they're tying this in, and they changed something fundamental about how episode two ended, which was the last half-life to that point uh, that was so impactful. And they changed it in such a way that like, I'm okay with the change. It's not a continuity issue. Like it's, it's everything's actually part of the storyline, but like, I don't know. It's, it's for anyone out there who has not seen the end of that. If you are at all interested in this universe, you need to play through that game or watch somebody play through it. Uh, it's a very compelling ending uh, and it leaves open perfect opportunities for this series to be developed further. I don't know what that means in terms of Half-Life 3 or whatever, but... Well, I mean, Chapter 3 was canceled. Yeah. Right? Half-Life Twice. 3, yeah. yeah. Half-Life 3 was not really... You know, it, it's there, but it's never yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know... But see, I mean, the same thing with Portal. Like, I, I would gladly buy and play 3. Yeah. And yeah. same with Half-Life. I would gladly buy and play, play 3. Yeah, yeah. But... It just kind of valves like, I don't know, yeah, a little punishment to all of it. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, 
at least they're not going the route of uh, other franchises that we will probably cover on here later on that just Won't pump stop. out content yeah. and you're like, dear God, please, please stop because this is horrible. Right. Like Disney like, does with Star Wars. You're just yeah. like, slow your roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're ruining this by trying to bankroll it. Right. You know, uh, and, you know, capitalist that I am, I, I can respect somebody doing that. But at the same time, it's like, it's just not this thing anymore. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of examples. Uh, in, in the movie franchise, like Die Hard is like that. Die Hard 1 is a great movie. Die Hard 2 is pretty good. Die Hard 3 is pretty good. It's like, why? The only the reason other put, two and the other Yeah, two. the other two are wretched. Uh, and you're only putting these out because you can make money doing this, and you're destroying the legacy of these other ones in the process. Right. I Same, would pick so something like Terminator, would, Alien, would, all yeah, like that. I would go more obscure with like Nightmare on Elm Street or something. Okay, fair, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, because you know, or Thirteen with Friday the Thirteenth. So there, yeah, you're right. You're right. There is definitely it has the quality over quantity. Yeah, um, certainly. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. There, I feel like there's all these people that play video games, right? That have never played Half-Life. Yeah. Maybe saw Half-Life 2 in yeah, a YouTube video or something. We're a generation past at this yeah. point, so... And that's what's really It's a little crazy. Yeah. Especially considering how formative it was Yeah, uh, in those years. Guinness Book of World Records, you know? Highest-selling yeah. high, yeah. highest first-person shooter game of all time. Um, but, no, we're done. We're good. Yeah, it's all over now. Yeah. <laughs> now we're just going to pump out, you know, franchise reenactments i don't know it's just crazy and, and that's one of the things i think about uh, uh just the nostalgia factor and i was talking to my cousin i don't know a couple of months ago and i remember very recently talking to him about this saying you know do you remember when video games felt unique and special hmm. and he said yeah he's like that's been a long time but i you know i miss those days when playing a game like half-life was like man i discovered this thing because it wasn't all over there wasn't a huge industry it was like this niche weird thing and you had to have the right technology for it um and people just didn't have that technology it wasn't universal people did not have computers in the house as a normal thing this was still in the era of like people using word processors which were like a more electronic version of a typewriter right you know in order to write things it was it it, re it was really unique and different and there was a community doing it but the internet was so new you know they would they're just it it's so industrialized now. It doesn't feel the way it felt in those days, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, even in those days, I mean, like, when they were first making the game, they wanted to do a horror game. Yeah. Uh, because they were inspired by Doom, right, basically. Right, right. Yeah. Um, they got the writer on board, which, great choice, right, there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they used... It was the Quake engine that they modified? I believe it was the Quake engine, yeah. Okay, so they modified that. Um, I feel that. like they, they, they were working on something else initially, and then they ended up going to the Quake engine. It was either that or... No, actually, I think it was the Unreal engine. Okay. I, think, I think they started on the Quake engine, and then they decided to go with the Unreal engine. Well, anyway, they modified it so much, it became its own engine. Yeah. And uh, it there's so many games that wouldn't be around without Half-Life. Yeah. Just because of the, the underlying technology. Right. Yeah. Technology-wise, but not only that, just... I mean, there's even games that, you know, just kind of play not... Like, just kind of nod to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, if you play Bioshock, there's just kind of different uh, abilities that are very similar to, like, um, Half-Life 2's Gravity Gone. And there's mm -hmm. just... Even the lighting effects are very similar. And there's just a lot of games that you can tell 
you know, I think most game developers love Half-Life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the developer's game. It's a developer's game. It, because yeah. of the tools that were available yeah. at the time and everything else. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if half the studios we know and love now would have been created without right. Half-Life. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it gave people those, you know, the ability to do things like that with modding. And it inspired them to, you know, your cousin is a prime example of yeah. making that their career. Yeah. And yeah. It was, just, it, he, it was so yeah. impactful to him that he decided he wanted to do that. So he didn't go to college. He uh, got a copy, we'll say, of uh, Lightwave, I think is what it was called. Old modding program, like pre-3D Studio Max. Uh, and learned to use it and then just started sending stuff out and got a job doing that. Uh, it, it, and it was because Half-Life meant so much. It was like such a cool thing to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So probably one of the most important games of all time if you haven't played it. I guess you can get it on Steam, right? You can get it on Steam. You can get multiple versions on Steam. You can get the original version on Steam. There is also the source version on Steam. However, I'm going to veer us into back into the community uh, and recommend that if people want to play original Half-Life and they've never played it before, go with Black Mesa. Go with the, the fan-made mod. Um, which So basically what happened was with Half-Life 2... Um, a new version of the original Half-Life was put out hmm. uh, and it came with Half-Life 2 and it was called Half-Life Source. But it was basically like they updated a couple of textures and they added in a physics engine and that was it. And people were really disappointed by the fact that this was not, that like you didn't actually get an updated game. They didn't like make the, the texture, all the textures better. They didn't make all the lighting effects better. Um, it really just kind of felt cheap uh, which I'm okay with because that means they spent the bulk of their effort making sure Half-Life 2 was really good, which is the main point. Uh, but anyway, the community built up uh, this idea of doing an actual proper remake of Half-Life, and you know, Black Mesa was what came about as a result of that. And it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it, is, it's, it hits all the right points of nostalgia for me, so when I played through it, I just, you know, all the... All of those feelings came back. It was like I was playing the old game again, but it's updated well enough and it's revamped in some areas well enough that it also feels like a new experience. Hmm. It's kind of strange to describe like a nostalgic experience that's new, uh, but it, it was a strange mixture of that. So, and what, the other thing is Half-Life uh, or Black Mesa Zen is an absolute work of art. The Zen chapters by themselves are good enough to have been put out as a separate video game. They're much longer and so much better done. That's the one part of the original Half-Life that's not that good. The Zen chapters are not that good. I even like On a Rail for those people out there who are pedantic. I still like that. Um, but go, go with Black Mesa to start out, and that, that'll be a good introduction into the universe. You can get uh, Half-Life Complete for its on sale. Uh, for $36.52, wow, that includes uh, everything. One, two... Uh, episode one and two, and probably a bunch of the other things besides a bunch of things. Source. And... I mean, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh... Does it have a, a opposing force and blue blue shift in there? Because we haven't talked about those either. But those uh... are probably in the pack. Those were the expansions that uh, uh, Valve had Gearbox make after the success of. Half All right, Life. so inside here, we'll just go over Team Fortress, mm -hmm. which came with every copy. <laughs> uh, Half Life opposing force. Half Life. Half Life. Blue Shift, yeah. Half Life Two, 
Half-Life 1 Source, Half-Life 2 Episode 1, Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Okay. All for the low, low price of 36 <laughs> We're not sponsored, by the way. Valve, if you want to sponsor us, reach out. No, no, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to be tied down by any... <laughs> Um, yeah, so I would definitely, I, you know, but honestly, I haven't, I haven't played and I haven't played these games in forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, this might inspire me to try it out again. Cause I, I didn't play, I played them, uh, I played release versions of the games mm-hmm. I, I, when they came out. Yeah. Yeah. OG. Yeah. Yeah. So I did as well. Uh, and every so often I used to go back and play some of these games. Um, but I had not played, I don't know six or seven years or something like that. It had been a while. Uh, and then when Black Mesa finally went into its final phase, uh, which was very recently, it was like 2020, 2021, when the game went officially live. Um, by the way, uh, for those who don't know, um, Valve approved Black Mesa and made it uh, made it a Steam game, effectively. So like they allowed the, the developers to sell it. And uh, Crowbar Collective, who was the company who developed this, uh, they officially became a company at that point, and I believe they're developing other games now. But um, playing Black Mesa was like a huge experience, and it was only a couple of years ago. So it's like it's really kind of incredible that as a gamer, this this universe has just kind of been with me all this time and has really never let me down in terms of how the experience has been. There's always been like good stuff there. It's never been one of those games where it's like, well, yeah, that's really great, but like this expansion they put out was trash. Um, and th- for those out there, yes, I still like Blue Shift. A lot of people didn't like Blue Shift, but I liked it. So, well, you heard it here. That's uh, on your to-do list is to go buy. There's another. There was another bundle. <laughs> it. Uh, this one is the Valve Complete Pack available oh, on okay. Steam. That is stored. That's got to be a ton of games, though, because Valve's done a ton of games. <laughs> so in that one, we got Counter Strike Condition Zero. Okay. Day of Defeat, Source, okay. Team Fortress, Day of Defeat, Deathmatch Classic, Half-Life Opposing Force, Ricochet. What's Ricochet? Ricochet was a mod that was put out, uh, I think it's a multiplayer only. Okay. On the uh, original Half-Life. Half-Life, game. Blue Shift, 2, Counter-Strike Source, Half-Life Source, Half-Life Episode 1, Episode 2, Portal, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, Portal 2. Okay. Counter-Strike Global Offensive. It's the one that's still being played. Team Fortress 2. Dota 2. And The Lab. The Lab? Yeah. VR. Oh, oh, okay. But Alex is not in that? No. That's weird. But for the low cost of $80.12, you can get all of those games. I'd get the other bundle, but that's just me. Well... I have all these games, to be honest, so... Right, but I mean, Team Fortress Two, Dota Two, and the Lab are all free. Oh, okay. So I mean, don't don't even put them in there. You're yeah. just you're just. Uh... If, if the game is free, don't put them in a bundle <laughs> that people have to pay for. Because then that's people are a like, hey, <laughs> hey, what if I would have bought this separate? It would have been free. <laughs> it would have been free. Thank you for your eighty dollars. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to get back to uh, talking about just random. Amazing video games in my short little segments. This was a half hour. That's about that's about right. Half life hour. Half life hour. Do you know what the name? Ha- that was going to be one of the questions. 
Oh, okay. The uh, name Half-Life? Yeah, so Half-Life refers to radioactive decay time periods. And I don't. And that symbol is actually that, the... the la- that's the, the, the Greek lambda symbol. Yes, yes. I don't know if that is actually the symbol used to denote Half-Life. It's, it, is, in... uh, it is for... Uh, physics. Yeah, physics. Oh, okay, so, so that's the actual symbol uh-huh. they use. Okay. Um, so you would have got that right. I'm glad I didn't put it yeah. in. That's actually where I learned about uh, um, radioactive Half-Lives. Uh, the half-life time period because you know i was i was in uh, i think it was like sixth or seventh grade or something like that i didn't i didn't know what that was i'd never heard of that before and so when i brought up that you know, we played this great demo to my dad on on the way home from my cousin's house and he asked me what it was and i told him it's this game called half-life he's oh, that's interesting you know and he explained what where the term came from yeah and i was like okay it's a really great term for a video game like it makes so much sense it's a video game about Kind of like this physics experiment gone wrong by this guy who graduated from MIT, and you know they just pulled this term from physics, and it just fits for a no, video no, game. No, no, it's very it's smart. Genius. Everything about it is very, very, very smart. <laughs> All right, well, make sure you play that game, you silly people, because uh, it's a very important game in in multiple ways. If you're a fan of video games, you obviously either have played this game or you're missing out. Yeah, you're missing yeah. out. And I told you about all the great bundles with all the free stuff. <laughs> all right. uh, so until next time, when we're going to be talking about uh, some other game that is very important to uh, my co-host here, <laughs> we uh, we'll see you next time. Salutations. Adios. All right. Good gaming. <laughs>
Amazon. Spend less, smile more. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.